And at that point, when I thought about myself and I felt like, why am I living if I'm living dead? This is the Helping Up Podcast, all about addiction, recovery, and grace. I'm Vic King, chaplain at Helping Up Mission in Baltimore, Maryland. And this episode is the story of Bobby Johnson and how despite his stumbles, God has placed Bobby on a path of service and redemption, using his talents as a way to give back. Bobby reminds us that even in our darkest places, we still have a protector who, if we're willing, will help us out of the grips of death and into loving and meaningful relationships. Well, my name is uh, Bobby Raynard Johnson, Sr. I'm from Salisbury, North Carolina. I'm a veteran. I'm 59 years old, and I'm a recovering addict. My childhood life was very good. I, I have no complaints about the way I was raised. I was raised in a southern town. My grandmother mostly did the raising. Uh, I was raised by a single parent, uh, my mother, but my father was in my life. I'm the only child with my mother, so I had a little favor coming up. Between my my other cousins and stuff in Salisbury, I was the oldest of them all. I remember uh, uh, things about I, I loved to... Uh, succeed. I always wanted to do things on my own. Uh, I was I was good in acting in in, in uh, theater. Uh, played football. I tried to wrestle, but it didn't work too good. And uh, I was a DJ at 15 years old. I used to laugh because my mother used to tell me I had to wait till I became grown to start doing foolish things. She she used to tell me, I've never had any problems on you the whole time you was in school. You never gave me no problems. You always tried to make your own money. But she said, I, I waited till I got grown to start doing things that was not right, you know, and uh, she didn't understand that. I w- was in the military from 80 to 92. I was a food service officer. I was a cook in the military, a baker and a cook. And uh, my grandparents had a restaurant, and my grandfather was a chef. So I grew up in the field of of food. I got married at 20 years old when I went in the military. And uh, I had a good wife. And and, and me and my foolish ways, I divorced her. And... uh, when I got out the military, I got married again on my way out at 32. After I got married, I found out that the woman that I married wasn't the woman I thought she was. And it hurt. It actually really broke me because she had a relationship with my father, and I never knew it. And he didn't tell me. After I married her, I found out. I was so hurt with the incident between my father and my wife, I I was crushed. That's my dad. And me and my dad was tight. I loved my dad. I had a good father. But he was a man of ladies. 
and 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 I was too. I was following his footsteps. So I guess because I was doing the same thing, it hurt me so bad that it and I I grew behind it. I have grown behind that incident. It has helped make me a better man today because of that incident. Because if it wasn't my father, I would not have cared. But by it being my father, it hurt so bad. So I started hanging out with my classmates that hung out after hours at night and uh, was, was started out smoking weed with, with, with cocaine powder in it, and then it escalated to crack. I just couldn't embarrass my family uh, being a, 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 a crackhead, so I moved to Tampa, Florida, and that's when it really escalated. I think it was seven years that I held in resentment that I didn't want to stop. I wasn't trying to stop. And uh, that resentment that I held on to kept me in my addiction. Uh, when I went to Florida, I uh, my first job was managing a uh, place uh, in food service named Bojangles. And I had went to a job fair for food management. And I had two uh, different people that wanted me. It was uh, Denny's and Piccadilly's. And I picked Denny's because it started right away. So I, I've always had good jobs. So the job, the money in the job was the problem, you know. So that was a mean of staying afloat in my drug addiction. Denny's let me go to rehab paid me the whole time I was in rehab. And when I got back, believe it or not, I still would not stop. And I went to them and told them I could not work. I quit my job to get high every day, mowing lawns and stuff just so I could get high every day. That's how low I got. It was one Christmas, i never forget it. I was in Tampa, and I was living at the level where I was staying at a building that I was paying rent, but the building was not really for rent. It was someone that fixed it up and was charging people to stay there, but it wasn't up to code. And everybody used the same kitchen, so... That day of Christmas, I had to go down to a place where they was giving away food for Christmas. And I went to get me something to eat. And at that point, when I, I just had a, like, just thought about myself, and I felt like, why am I living if I'm living dead? I said, I might as well be dead. I said, because I'm not doing anything, this is not me. And at that point, I thought I was going to die being an addict. I really did, and I did not want that. So I asked God to help me. 
And from that point, that's when I tried recovery, started recovery, and it was a process. I was raised up with God. So to be honest with you, I know it's only through God that I'm still here. Even though I was doing wrong, God still was with me because I was with some places and people that did not care nothing about their own brothers and sisters. And it was incidents that happened that someone out of the crowd would step up and say, don't bother him. Don't nobody mess with him. And they just tell me, come on, come go with me. And I didn't know him. So it's not like uh, it was any luck or anything. I knew God had his hands on me the whole time because in that world, you can you can get uh, hurt just being in the area. You don't have to even know him. Just being in the world of that type of, uh, of activity, you are prone to get hurt. And God allowed me to go through that with not a scratch on my body. I came to Baltimore for recovery. Uh, I started out at a place called McVet. I got six years clean at McVet. And my mother passed in 2016. And my mother was my best friend. My mother was my best friend. I had one of the best mothers in the world. It's, you know, it's no love like a mother's love. And uh, about a couple of months after that, I relapsed. I have a psychiatrist and I, I take medication. I had not been taking my medication. I tried to go to the VA to get help and said that I having a problem, that work, the medicine is not working like it used to work. And I went through a process of getting back in to see a psychiatrist because by me being in Desert Storm as a veteran, I uh, have PTSD. I'm at a point in my life, it's very easy for me to uh, say get sensitive and allow things to uh, be processed different in my head, dealing with it through the counseling. I, I, I go to counseling once a month and stuff, which didn't happen to after I relapsed. I went home to North Carolina and my church family reached out to me that I have here in Baltimore. My pastor, he called me, asked me how was I doing, and I told him the truth. And he said, well, I want you to come back to Baltimore. He said, I'm sending you a ticket to the train station. You just go there and pick it up, and we want you to come back here where we can get you some help. And I said, okay. When I got here to Baltimore, I didn't know where I was going, or what they, but uh, Minister Reeds, he is a graduate of the home, brought me here. And I've heard of the home, and what I had heard, I, I didn't know, but you know, I, I wasn't very impressive about it. 
But when I got here and I found out that it was a spiritual program, I knew that's what I needed because I was spiritually broken. And I have not looked back ever since I stepped in this program. I have never looked back, and I'm so happy. I have more joy today than I've ever had in my life. I have joy in my heart today. I think the hardest thing being in this program was me. Not being so uh, sensitive of authority, uh, not being humble. Sometimes you think that the world owes you something, and sometimes you have to learn how to shut up more more or less how to just be submissive to some things and and whether it's right or wrong it doesn't make a difference is is people that's in leadership positions that have a job to do and we may not like it i may not, i mean i could talk about me i may not like it but i'm here to get help so you can't tell help how to help you and by me enduring all the things that I went through here, which some things I don't feel was right. But by enduring that, I got through some hurdles that the hurdles that I got through, now I can look back and laugh about it. You may not believe this, but I think I didn't have every job the whole. <laughs> he got fired from a, free, from a free job. I mean, you know, free help, and I'm getting fired. <laughs> and, and, and the reasons were not just, but that was the reason they believed, and I went along with it. I mean, I, I just put my trust in God, and I say, well, they're getting the wrong perception of me. The first night I was here, down in OGS, a bunch of us was talking, laughing, having a good time. Yes. And uh, the, 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 the person that's on duty told us to be quiet for other people can sleep. And one of the guys said, I'm a grown man. You can't tell me when to sleep. The next morning, Calvin Healy had me up here in the office saying that I'm, I can't get in trouble no more. And I'm saying, oh, Lord, I didn't do anything, you know. But I didn't get in trouble no more. <laughs> and, and, and I reminded him that of graduation. I have got online with God since I've been here in this program to a, to a place in my life that I've never been with him like I am now. The spiritual classes of Pastor Gary, learning learning the Bible, talking about the Bible, it planted a seed in me that my lifestyle and the way I want to live now is such joy because I, I, I stay connected to God. I now go to Bible studies. I go to recovery at my church. I just love going to church. Pastor Gary has a lot to do with me getting online with the Lord and, 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 and Mr. Mike Rollo. I'm telling you, the hum planted a seed in me, just like I just now realized that when you start as a seed, they put a seed in me that 
just turned my life around for is my acceptance of life. Waking up, a lot of stuff just don't matter if it, if, if it's not that heavy, you know. It would pass, you know. I, I'm, I cannot believe the joy that I have for being in this program and where I'm at today in my life, even with my family, even with my kids, my grandkids. They love they pawpaw. I mean, they calls me and their mother allows them to just call me and say, Papa, we love you. And they're five and six years old and they know who their grandpa is. You know, they calls me all the time and that gives me encouragement. They have came here to see me. My my grandkids, my son, they've they've been here to the home and 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 and, and they looking for it and cried when they left. You know, they actually cried because they had to leave, they papa. Being here at the home, some of the guys I've developed a relationship where we can talk about ourselves. We, it's not talking about somebody else, but any issues that we have, when we go to eat lunch or something, we, we'll tell each other on ourselves those things that's going on with us, and and we we uh, give each other uh, uh, valuable information, not what we want to hear, but from an outside looking in. You you have to let it out. And, and I think that's one thing that I have learned to do instead of holding stuff in as a man saying, you know, feeling uh, weak or you less than a man, you have to talk about some things. And, and, and when you do that, they can laugh at you. And at, at the end of the day, you be laughing at yourself too. That is a process that I, I, I use most of, of, of all, you know. Right now, I'm enrolled in college. My plan is to get a bachelor's degree in culinary. I went to school in 2010 and got certified in culinary from Baltimore International Culinary School. I've already had experience professionally cooking for the military for 12 years, but my goal is to teach high school kids that cannot go to college, to learn how to cook and some skills in culinary where they can uh, take care of themselves and their family. That's my goal. My pastor and church is uh, backing me on this, and that's what my pastor wants me to do for the ministry. Our church is also a, a school from nursery to the 12th grade. So he wants to incorporate this class in the school for the whole city, not just for the school, but other schools can send their kids to this class that cannot make it in college or go to college, but they still can learn a trade. God can use all of us in, in ways that we don't know. It's somebody out there that your story is their story. And you're the only one that can identify with that person. And I believe everybody's story is for somebody in particular that crosses their path in life. Maybe you've been touched by Bobby's story. 
Maybe you've been reminded of someone who's crossed your path and may just need someone like you to let them know they're not alone, that there is someone who can relate to their situation, and that God will always welcome us back. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe through the podcast app of your choice. Leave a rating or review on the Apple Podcasts directory that helps more people find this show. This episode is produced by Gino Toscas with very minimal help from me. Music by Poddington Bear and Kinkas Morera. This episode was sponsored by you. That's right, you. If you have ever donated or volunteered or helped out in any way at Helping Out Mission, that's partly because of your generosity that Bobby's story is possible. And so thank you, and we'll catch you next time.